Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. Danielle has arranged for Chef Jason Santos to join us in the studio to not only talk about food, but also talk about his new cookbook. How are you, Chef? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Many might know you from uh, your appearances on the Today Show or Hell's Kitchen, but of course you are a Boston guy. Yeah, yeah. uh, Boston guy, born and raised here. I have three restaurants all in downtown Boston. I was a runner-up at uh, Hell's Kitchen many years ago. I'm how, currently on Bar Rescue now, so I've uh, dabbled in a lot. How was um, Hell's Kitchen? How was you that? know Hell's Kitchen was cool. I mean, it was for me. I, I came out pretty unscathed you know, with Gordon Ramsay, so yeah. I was the runner-up. It was kind of cool, but you know, it's called Hell's Kitchen for a reason. It wasn't amazing, you know. Yeah. It wasn't really fun. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a, it yeah. was a good. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun for me because I sort of beat the system there. Right. But you know, people usually left there crying and needed psychologists <laughs> and stuff. So. Um, is he truly I, angry? And, in, and in the truly kitchen, that he literally will like choke you out in front of everyone, you know. But out of the kitchen, he's a super nice guy. But you know, there's 18 people competing for this grand prize of a quarter million dollars. I mean, it yeah. doesn't right. often go well, you yeah. know. So, uh, and you're you're set up in a way where if you're not a good cook or you're not quick and you can't roll with the punches, it, it generally you don't do too hot. So, um, is this your first cookbook? This is my first cookbook. Yeah, I've been working on this for two years. It's uh, uh, it's called Buttermilk. It's called Buttermilk and Bourbon. Yeah, yeah. so it's a uh, Buttermilk and Bourbon is 160 Com Ave. It's our New Orleans inspired Southern restaurant, and it's I'm super passionate about the food. I love New Orleans. Yeah. I love fried chicken. I yeah. love biscuits. Mm. And these biscuits, literally, when I it took me a year to sort of get them really perfect, and you know now I eat them and I literally cry while I chew because they're so damn good. <laughs> so, um, you did you go to on a trip to New Orleans? Yeah, my wife just... took me to New Orleans about five years ago, and I'd never been. I've been all over the world. I'd never been to New Orleans, and I ate eight dozen oysters in two days, and I mm. ate a ton of food. <laughs> yeah, and I came home, and I, I mean, yes, I needed a dark room, and I had labored breathing from eating so much, <laughs> but the food just changed my life, the the hospitality down there, and I said, one day I'm going to open a southern restaurant, and I found this great space on Calm Ave that just reminded me of New Orleans. It was like, you know, below street level, it was really kind of funky and dark, and it just, it took off, and it was just oh, where oh, I'm all in. What's your stand when it comes to oysters on what one ought to put on them, if uh, if anything? I mean, I think the most important thing with any oyster is it fresh. You know, we have a, this awesome raw bar, and we sell so many oysters, and people will come in and say, you know, these oysters are amazing. Like, we didn't make the oyster. The oyster comes from the ocean, you know? We made the ice for it, but I mean, as long as they're super fresh, and because we go through so many, literally, the oysters that we got in today will be gone by tonight. So. I don't like the cocktail sauce, though. I like the mignonette. Yeah, so we try to be a little bit more creative. We we do a mignonette with malt vinegar. We do a horseradish cream. We do a remoulade with them. Oh. And our um, cocktail sauce, and I actually don't care for cocktail sauce, but we do a, a sriracha one with like roasted tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So we try yeah. to make it a little bit more exciting than that pedestrian kind of bottle yeah. crap. You yeah, know? yeah, you don't want yeah, yeah none of that. Throw that over your not, shoulder. Not, none of that. Uh, what is uh, the personal question? Of course, since I am the czar of sauce here in the Commonwealth, as appointed by Governor Charlie Baker, oh. uh, what is 
the best sauce in the history of sauces. So there's a in, in the history in, of all sauces. Yeah. The so mothers, the mothers, and the others. Alabama is, white barbecue sauce is so good. Like what? when you chew, you have a you know tear just runs down your face. Is, is that in this? Cookbook? It's in the book actually. It's okay. one of the, the. It's a mayonnaise based sauce, Worcestershire, horseradish, whole grain mustard. Oh. But it's literally in the kitchen. All the cooks will keep a little pint container of the sauce in their station, yeah. and it's just the sauce. That, it's our go to sauce. We put it on our fried chicken. You can put it on your flip flop. You can oh, scoot awesome, it in your man. mouth. I mean, oh. it's just so it's called the Alabama Alabama white, white barbecue, barbecue sauce. Traditionally, it's just a simple mayonnaise mustardy based sauce that they would dump on chicken in Alabama. We just kind of turn it up, but it's good on oysters. It's good on something fried. It's good in place of mayonnaise. But I'm a big mayo guy. I think that's yeah. my, my condiment of choice. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, uh, weirdly, because I think most people uh, are. Dis- Disgusted well, by Danielle's mayonnaise. disgusted by yeah, mayonnaise. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, disgusted it's not my favorite. It's like the near perfect food for me. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Yeah. yeah. As um, LB would say, we can disagree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> um, and buttermilk. Uh, what exactly is buttermilk? So buttermilk is sort of its own thing. So when you you whip butter, you're left with this sort of like curds and whey type thing. So the butter whips into the cream whips into butter and you're left with this milk. So Buttermilk is not necessarily high in fat. It's generally low fat to no fat, but it's just this really acidic sort of milk. And we use it to marinate our chicken. It gives it a ton of flavor. It also helps tenderize it because of the acidity level in it. But it's just a great way to sort of turn something you know, from good to great. If you think of like ranch, minus the spices, all ranch is is mayonnaise with a little bit of buttermilk in it. Yeah. And that's essentially ranch. And then you add, dump some dill, cayenne, whatever. <laughs> but um, it's, a, it's a great thing to use for an all-purpose marinade. A texter is headed to New Orleans next week. What are your recommendation uh, recommendations, Chef Santos? That's what this says. Felix's on Bourbon Street has char-grilled oysters that will literally change your life. Char-grilled they, Char-grilled. They're roasted with... Uh, I mean, I think down there they use like margarine and breadcrumbs and you know all things <laughs> yeah. terrible. But they're, they're, they don't they're, care. They, I they, don't care either. Yeah, you know, yeah, let them yeah. do what they're doing. Yeah, but yeah. they're I ate so many oysters. That's what made me really want to open a restaurant. And then Koshan is a sort of higher end James Beard Donald Link. Um, that's a very very nice restaurant that I always try to hit when I'm down there as well. Did you go have a hurricane? I had uh, a couple uh, dozen hurricanes. A couple yeah, just to boy. take the edge off. You know? I generally they have drinks down there called hand grenades that you walk down the street and it's this frozen <laughs> Midori diabetic. <laughs> so generally, I'll water down my hurricane with a grenade. <laughs> yeah. With a hand grenade. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's a. Oh well, this is you just mentioned this seven seven four text <laughs> question for chef. Why does no one in Massachusetts offer NOLA char-grilled oysters? They are Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you two things. One, because it smokes so incredibly horrible that, one, you're going to get sued at some point for, like, the black lung. Two, it's going (laughs) to smoke out your restaurant. In New Orleans, they have this one dude in essentially a plexiglass box grilling these oysters. So I'm not sure his you know life expectancy, but the oysters are amazing. But I am uh, slowly working on a new project where we are going to have char-grilled oysters in Boston. Really? We are. Ooh. Good on you. Yeah. Sun's plexiglass, though. <laughs> I'm going to let them breathe a little. <laughs> yeah. breathe a little I don't bit. need ocean down my back. <laughs> um, what is, I mean, it's probably hard to say, but in the I'm looking at your biscuits and gravy. Mm. And from a gravy perspective... Uh, what's the what's the gravy about in this I, recipe? I think, you know, gravy can be really good or you can go out back and fill all the potholes with it. You know, yeah, it has yeah. to be... The consistency, I think, is the, the most important thing. I mean, essentially, gravy is just liquid thickened with a roux, which is equal parts fat and flour. So the key is to just have it light enough where it's delicious, but not heavy enough where you need to go lay down after. It, gravy is really... I mean, we're a ways away from the holidays, but I, I think there's a lot of stress and anxiety 
when it comes to Thanksgiving on trying to make a great gravy for a lot of people. Yeah, it's I mean, like, I think like old school, I grew up, you know, my grandmother would make this gravy with lumps and then she'd take flour and water and stir it up and just dump it in. We'd have this lumpy amazingness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is still good. and It's very near and dear to my heart. But the truth is a roux, if you make ahead of time and whisk it properly, it thins it out, it gives it good flavor, thickens it, um, and it's not too stodgy or disgusting. Here's a text that says, I believe that Chef went to Melrose High School. That is correct. Do you remember, Greg, when they beat B. Hill in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, yes, I remember I remember when they cheated uh, by bringing in a student uh, who was not supposed to be yeah, in Yeah, I mean, that if community. you can't cheat, why I play do, it all? That's I do I remember say. that. I yeah. do remember that. Texter, do you remember that? <laughs> These people are relentless on me, Chef. It's like Hell's Brutal. Kitchen in here. Brutal. Um, is there a, a well, I, don't, I haven't looked through the whole cookbook, so I don't know. Uh, but your thoughts on the po' boy? Mm. You know, I think the po' boy, it's, it's funny because I love New Orleans food. But the po' boy for me is really just, it's like a sandwich, you know? Yeah, and I think yeah. as long as the bread is good and in mm -hmm. New Orleans they use a special bread, I think it's delicious. You know, the thing with the po' boy is such a general term. You could literally put anything you want on a po' boy and it's now a po' boy, right. which to me just translates into a sub. So as long as the bread is good and <laughs> right. you make a delicious sandwich, well, I mean... It's got to be simple. Though. Yeah, I mean, that was the I've never met a sandwich I didn't like. So right. therefore, yeah. like a right. good, good bread and good product, I mean, mm. how can you go wrong? Here's a text which says, Chef sounds hot, and he's a man who can cook. Exceptionally it, handsome, glowing blue uh, hair, uh, charismatic. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Also married, so uh, beat it. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. married, yeah. so beat My it. My wife will come down and choke you out. Yeah. Uh, when you weren't married, though... Um, was it an advantage to be able to cook a great meal for a woman? Yeah, I think I, I think being a chef, you know, it's there's a couple of things. It's like you know, really, from the difference between a cook and a chef is a little bit of finesse and sense of like technique and knowledge. But really, it's just about creativity. And I think if yeah. you're creative, it sort of makes you charismatic. And if you're charismatic, you're kind of quick on your feet. So I think it's about personality. I mean, I was the runner-up at Hell's Kitchen. I've sort of made a career coming in second. So yeah. as long as you sort of own it and just do what you love, I mean, it's like the next best thing. And is it true that you're either a baker or a cooker? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a baker. Like, literally cannot bake. And is that bake. because baking is just you have to... I'm always told that baking, you have to follow the recipe exactly. But cooking... You get to add your own. Yeah, cooking like, you just cook. Baking you need like a cup of coffee and an Adderall, and you have to stare at the recipe and and measure. And that's not my thing. I I just can't. I don't I don't necessarily love baking. I don't want to bake cookies at home. It's not. It's a patience thing, and that's <laughs> yeah. I, I lack yeah. a lot of it. We're. Uh, I want to make crawfish. I've never had a crawfish boil at my house. I've only had them in New Orleans. Is there a good place to get it? What's the tip? On, yeah, on so I, I have no relation to these people. In fact, I don't even know who they are. I've never even talked to a person on the phone. But we buy our crawfish from the Louisiana Crawfish Company. It's out of New Orleans, and they ship uh, FedEx overnight. And their prices seem to be very good. Usually when you get crawfish up here, they're frozen. Yeah. And they're already seasoned, and they're, yeah. they're yeah. disgusting. So once you have a fresh crawfish, you will never, ever eat a frozen crawfish again. So, But they ship as little as, like, five pounds, and at, like, four bucks a pound. I mean, it's really cheap. So... Um, I do crawfish boils at my house a lot. That's awesome. You can't get yeah. it up here. Yeah, it's good beer food. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's all in. You know, you're yeah. rolled up your sleeves. You get yep. in the tub with the crawfish, <laughs> and you just go to town. We are uh, we're talking with Chef Jason Santos. Yes, Danielle. What I is like it? how you uh, pay homage to uh, Chef Andy Husbands in the book with the cod recipe. I'm a big fan. Yeah, of yeah. I had to get a recipe. I mean, I worked shop. at Tremont Six Four Seven for seven years yeah. as a chef there, and Andy has a bunch of books, and it sort of inspired me to you know follow that path. That's and awesome. Beat him out of the water. So <laughs> the sides 
your re- everybody wants to know name your restaurants again. Uh, Citrus and Salt is in Back Bay 142 Berkeley, Abbey Lane 253 Tremont in the heart of the Theater District, and Buttermilk and Bourbon 160 Commonwealth Ave. Besides your restaurants, what would you say are the three best Ooh. restaurants in our city? So there's like the best and there's what I want to eat. You know, right, like yeah. I love to eat steak and I think Smith Walensky their dry-aged Cajun ribeye better literally than, better than Grill 23. Uh, uh, you're gonna ask me online. Yeah, no, I have to not, ask it's you on better, yes, sir. Yes. It's different. Okay, it's, it's very different. different. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, and that's I fine. like, you know, I love a good bowl of ramen. You know, I support ramen in in uh, Porter Square. I yeah. love. I like simple food. I'm cooking these amazing ingredients all day. I don't necessarily want to go out to eat and eat five courses. I mean, I'll eat Italian stuff for Bob's in Medford and be psyched. Oh, you know? oh, so, oh, money. I'm a simple Bob's. guy. Regina's Pizza, you know, yeah. and a remote control. I just, uh, <laughs> I love going out to eat, but it's always, you know, hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. The chef comes out. You talk to yeah. them. And sometimes yeah. I just want to get in and out and nobody gets hurt yeah. sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then with um, barbecue season approaching, you have some brines and some uh, some rubs and things in here. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think a brine <laughs> will change your life if you're a home cook. A brine is like a little insurance that the, it doesn't suck. You know, it's not dry. You you brine a chicken breast and grill it, and you overcook it. It's still pretty good. You know, you you cook a chicken breast and you don't brine it. It's like inedible. You know, so yeah. brine is a way to impart moisture, add lots of flavor, and just kind of tweak it. I mean, I do one of my favorite brines is. Apple cider, brown sugar, cinnamon, you know, and you throw a pork loin in there and grill it in the fall, it's, it's How killer. long do you have to brine something like that? I mean, generally 24 hours, but, you know, a chicken breast, probably five, six hours. The bigger, the longer, you know, a turkey, a couple of days sort of thing. But, yeah, because um, I know, back to Thanksgiving again, or just turkey anytime, it's so much better when it when it is brined. It's unbelievable. It, it's I mean, just, it just, yeah. it changes the protein. And I think as yeah. a young cook, before I was involved in nicer restaurants and brining, I never believed that you could make something taste so juicy and delicious, but that's really the key, and that's where the chef comes in is you make a brine, and you make a brine at home, you're going to be the coolest kid on the block. Yeah. You had a question? No, that was the how long, how long you, you should brine. brine. Yeah. Yeah. How long you should brine. Like, I mean, you I can brine? brine a piece of fish for an hour. You can brine a turkey for two days. I mean, it's okay. you know generally like pork tenderloin, pork loin, something like that, 24 hours is good. But if you, you know, sugar, salt, water essentially is the base of a brine. If you go too long, you start to cure it. So you'll start to get into like brisket pastrami type mm. level you know so you don't want to go too long but and what when it comes to a rub what's the key there i mean i think the rub i don't know you know i think <coughs> you can rub anything i think just anytime you add flavor is just better so i mean what's better than you know you take a chicken breast salt and pepper it's fine you add a rub to it it gets better but it's still chicken you know so i mean it's really about what you like with flavor profile i mean you can make an asian rub a latin rub i mean it really just depends what you like but generally like American rubs or paprika based, black pepper, brown sugar, mm-hmm. garlic, cumin. You know, I just sort of mess around. I don't, there's not like a, a go to rub per se or a, you know, a way to make it. It's just, it's kind of like whatever you love, trial and error. And for those of us who grew up with a father who could not cook any piece of meat on the grill uh, less than uh, three Chern- days, Chernobyl style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What what's the key when when putting a hunk of beef or a burger on the grill and like you know it, it, timing time wise and I mean I think all meat should be consumed. Uh, yeah, I think rare. we've all grown I, up. You know, I'm half Irish, half Portuguese, and the Irish side we would grill our meat until it's like hotter than the surface of the sun. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I think a hot grill in a proper seasoning and not overcook. I think everybody's so worried about undercooking something. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, like with pork. I grew up. Oh, it, it's pink. There hasn't been a case of trichinosis since like 1977. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not right, happening. Right? You know. Yeah. So I think just not overcooking it. Everybody. 
tends to overcook everything, and it makes me nuts. Well, the book is called Buttermilk and Bourbon, New Orleans Recipes with a Modern Flair. And Jason Santos has written his first cookbook. Um, what made you decide to do this at this point? I was forced. No, I, I just, you know, I, I, it was, I've had offers in the past, and it just, it's a lot of work. You know, I tried to get a ghostwriter and uh, a co-author, and they said, we'll do all that for you, but you just write a sample chapter so we can start to pitch it. And I wrote the chapter, and they wrote back, oh, my God, you're so good at this. You should totally do this yourself. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. that sounds great. I'll do it. And I started doing it. I was like, this is, I got scammed, you know? Like, yeah. this is so much work. Yeah. It was like two years. It consumed my life, you know, because it's so specific and meticulous. One of the things that I saw in the in the book, uh, which I think we in the North are sometimes maybe grossed out about or or we, we're not sure what it is, is pimento cheese. Oh, oh man. Pimento <laughs> cheese yeah. is like as close to processed cheese as you're going to get, but you make it yourself. So essentially, it's we do uh, grated cheddar, grated pepper jack cheese, mayonnaise, grated onion, paprika, and it's essentially like a whipped cheese. You put it in mm -hmm. your KitchenAid and just whip it, but it's unbelievable. It's like a little spicy, a little creamy, but it's not so heavy because ironically, you lighten it with a little bit of mayonnaise instead of straight cheese, yeah. but it's we put it on our biscuits, which are really good. They're good on fried chicken. It's good in a sandwich, deviled eggs. I mean, you sort of name it, but it's it's a good like kind of all-purpose go-to flavorful spread. We could have a cook-off if you want sometime. I don't know if you're familiar with Greg's Easy Crabbies or Greg's Easy Italian Chicken. <laughs> I, I, I'm um, not familiar. Um, if you go to my Instagram. I did. I read uh, the can, New York Times today. I didn't uh, see, see it. Then. wasn't it. Well, I, I've declined to work with the New York Times because I have some issues with them. But um, if you, my, I'll share my Easy Italian. Uh, not on air. Yeah. I'll share oh. my Easy. I'll, I'll share you. my Greg's Easy Italian Chicken recipe with you. Uh, it's, I'll do it. I, I appreciate you not mentioning it and stealing all my thunder today. Uh, well, you know, it's, I amazing. mean, it's, uh, you're familiar with Ken's Italian dressing? I am very familiar. Uh, <laughs> marinate the chicken in the Ken's. Beautiful. Throw the chicken onto like a plate of, uh, some breadcrumbs. Oh, I like the nice. Italian breadcrumbs in the, uh, in the, uh, can. Yeah. Uh, and then you put a hunk, Man, uh, hunk like of, talking dirty to me. Hunk, <laughs> a, hunk of mozzarella cheese in the middle, bake, boom, you got Greg's easy wow, Italian huh? chicken. It's a go-to. Should Feel free to restaurant. use that if you want over <laughs> yeah. at Bourbon. It's and, a special. And, yeah. Buttermilk and bourbon. Very special. All right. Well, I'm I'm really happy for you. This is uh this it looks great. I, I buffalo sauce, you got your own buffalo sauce recipe in yeah. here? Yeah. I mean, I love buffalo sauce, but I hate that jarred crap, you know, yeah. you put that stuff yeah. on everything. Yeah. Is it hard to me. make? Is it hard to make? No, buffalo? it's it's really simple too and it's it, it's shelf stable, stay in your fridge for weeks. It, it's just all a lot of these recipes are, are things you can make and they'll stay for a long time and you can use them whenever you see fit. Yeah, you get a grits recipe in there. I do have a grits recipe. Yeah, in there. yeah. we do a, a jalapeno grit that's so Whoa, good that, that we do good. with our shrimp and grits and stuff. But yeah, something you know, the simpler a recipe is, the the sort of more attention to detail you need to pay. So with grits, you have to go to you know use a good grit, not like a instant grit from Stop and Shop, and right. you just cook it slow until it gets tender. And literally, if you do it right, it's it's unbelievable. This uh, Robert Kraft Asian rub looks pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's cheap. It's, it's really cheap to make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it comes out of Florida. What you, what, it's delicious. What, what is? It's, oh, it's out of Florida. Oh, were you inspired by your trip to Florida? Yeah, I had this awesome yeah. massage, and it made me want to come home and play with biscuits. <laughs> All right. Well, and what's the key to biscuits? Before you go, the less you work them, the better they are. The more okay. you put your hands in them, the tougher it gets. And the really, the, yeah. So we we make ours. We gently fold them in, so it's almost like a batter. It's just barely holds its texture and that's the thing is the more flour the heavier and denser they get huh all right well chef thanks for being thank here. thank you for yeah, having me this awesome right. fantastic and we'll a lot see of fun. Uh, you're still doing bar rescue yes yeah, still doing um, bar rescue you had a couple cool things coming up 
You'll see me on the tube sooner than later. I can't speak of as of yet, but big okay. things are happening. Okay. All right, good. And uh, I look forward to our chicken cook-off. All right, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it whenever you want. I'm, I'm ready. ready to go. I have some that's, chicken right here. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right, the book is called Buttermilk and Bourbon, New Orleans Recipes with a Modern Flair. Chef Jason Santos, and we'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.